Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to be the informed patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. The Reverend Harold Sandy Sanderson is a Presbyterian minister who's stepping down as a member of Upstate University Hospital's volunteer clergy after nearly 40 years of service. He agreed to talk with me about what his time has been like. Reverend Sanderson, welcome to The Informed Patient. Thank you, Amber. Thank you very much. I'm not sure I need any notoriety of any kind, but I'm happy to chat with you. Well, I'd I'd love to know what drew you into spiritual care. Well, let's crank the clock back into the 60s. My family, among other things, had an emergency ambulance service. The calls were around the clock uh, various times. By the time I got to high school and college, I kind of dreaded being home over the holidays when a lot of amateurs were on the road and shouldn't have been. And uh, at any rate, I'm used to the idea of expecting a call, okay? And Terry was chaplain at Krause at the time. You're talking about Terry Culbertson? Okay. Yes, the current chaplain and maybe supervisor. He recruited me in 82, which gets us close to the 40-year point here. (laughs) (laughs) And I have retired from active ministry at this point and have a few medical issues that, especially in the middle of winter, I have an 80-foot driveway and having to clear so I can get out of the street, which sometimes works and sometimes they don't bother to clear my one block street. And I'm very much aware of the importance of uh, responding promptly. And let me also say that back then, my hero was Sandy Koufax. <laughs> That's where the Sandy part comes from. That's where your nickname uh, comes from. Okay. That's where the nickname comes from. It comes from Sanderson, but that's beside the point. For me, it was Sandy Kopak. <laughs> and when Terry signed me up, I was happy to help out. And then in order to establish our CPE program, she needed to move to upstate uh, University Hospital. So I've been covering them for as long as Terry has been at upstate. On top of caring for parishes, I was also chaplain at Rosewood Heights for 20 years, along with a little parish on the west side at kept me uh, pretty busy. Let me ask, CPE stands for? Clinical Pastoral Education. I see. Okay. And tell me, who is Sandy Koufax? Sandy Koufax, I'm sorry, I forget how old I am. (laughs) Sandy Koufax was an ace pitcher for the Dodgers. They were my heroes, the Dodgers, even though they left Brooklyn and moved to the West Coast. Curse them for that. But yeah, Sandy Koufax is, is really where I get Sandy from. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you know that you wanted to become a minister? Well, 
1955, I came down with epiglottitis, which is when your epiglottis, which is the little flap over your windpipe, gets infected. It blooms up like uh, it completely blocks your trachea. And if you don't get a tube in there and get some air flowing into your lungs, I wouldn't be talking with you. And along about the time I was finishing my undergraduate studies at Syracuse University, I had a dream in which I believe God kept me alive for a purpose. And it wasn't a classroom. <laughs> yeah, I was serving in the church. So, fairly uh, short answer, but that's the truth. I mean, that's where it came from. And I was very happy to have the opportunity to help the community generally, in addition to when I came back to Syracuse in 1980, I was serving the East Genesee Church, which is now the Korean Church of Syracuse. I organized them into the presbytery and organized myself out of a job. <laughs> and I've stayed employed the entire time I've been in the community, which is a blessing in itself. And especially my son, who was in high school at the time, I was able to get him through high school and college. Do you think that your upbringing, where your family ran an ambulance service, do you think that sort of medical indoctrination drew you to hospital clergy work? I would say that's a factor for sure. And I joked that when I was serving church in Binghamton, I was in jail a lot because I was with the jail ministry. In addition to serving a parish in Binghamton, which had 800 members at the time. And I just am not deterred, let me put it that way, by bells and whistles and tubes and things. I'm I've been there, done that. <laughs> and also, it's a little bit of giving back because every day I continue to breathe, I'm a thankful person. This is Upstate's The Informed Patient Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Reverend Sanderson, a Presbyterian minister who's volunteered his time at Upstate for almost 40 years. So let's talk about how clergy visits are arranged at the hospital. Do you only visit people from your uh, church or do you only visit Presbyterians? No, when I'm covering at the hospital, denominational affiliation is not a factor. I tell people God doesn't care about denominations. He cares about the size of our hearts. I cover one day a month, um, and sometimes it's busy and sometimes not. I've also done on-call work for Hospice of Central New York, but it's, I think, primarily a question of people are up against it. They want somebody that's not going to take their blood or their blood pressure, but wants to deal with them as a person and get their name and call them by name. and. It's God to give them the strength and the courage and the healing they need. And I was happy to work on those things that are so important to me. I know hospital clergy may also minister to family and friends of people who are hospitalized. Do you ever get a version of the question, why do bad things happen to good people? 
we call that theodicy, try to explain things which are not explainable. I remind people that Jesus identified with the worst that uh, can happen to a human, being nailed to a tree. He identifies with those who suffer. And first words, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He knows what it means to be in trouble. And those who are in trouble have a savior who knows what that is. And I try to encourage people that not a sparrow falls to the ground apart from God and we're of more value than many sparrows. So as I say, an encouragement for families as well as for the patient that they're not alone in whatever struggles they're facing. You have a very calm voice. I wonder if you have a method that you follow for helping calm a tense or a chaotic situation. I think the key is to focus on why you're there. It's not for you. It's for me to be a support and encourage voice that reminds folks that we're not alone in that sometimes very dark and troubling world. If that weren't true, I would have not stayed in organized ministry. It's not a place to make a lot of money, you know. You do it because you're thankful to God that you can breathe and be. That's what it's about. What would you say to young ministers or rabbis or priests to explain why maybe they should consider serving as volunteer hospital clergy? I think the key aspect is that you have more blessings. I tell people love is like a tide. It goes out, but it comes back in. Love goes out, love comes back. And often in ministry, and especially at the hospital, or difficult places, you find you get more blessing back than you ever offered others. It's only one day a month to fill in the calendar for Terry and others who work on this project so that they can breathe a little bit once in a while. And you should consider this as part of being part of the community. Being part of the community of humanity, the important part of ministry that not everything is in the liturgy, that a lot of it's in the practice of ministry and reaching out to the community. And especially when people are up against it, it is an important aspect of ministry. Jesus did a lot of healing in his earthly ministry, so you have a good example. Well, Reverend Sanderson, thank you so much for making time to talk with me. I'm pleased to be able to reflect a little bit and hope that maybe somebody listening to this will say, oh, I could do that. I could do that. I know how to do that. I could do that because that's my real hope for that. And hope to encourage somebody to say, ah, you left a spot for me. I can do that. I can do that. 
My guest has been Presbyterian Minister, the Reverend Sandy Sanderson. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and produced by Jim Howe. Find our archive of previous episodes at upstate.edu slash informed. I'm your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.